We're on day six. Welcome to Royal Coffee with Wisdom. So let's dig in and we're going to start with, um, um, <clears throat> with Genesis 15. Uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. I ask that you'd help me read with clarity and give us understanding as we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. Isn't that great? That's a good, that's a good thing to have for yourself is that uh, uh, he is your shield and your very great reward. Mm-hmm. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abraham said, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son. Turning the page. Coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land. Take possession of it. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all these to him, cut them in two, and arranged the halves opposite of each other. The, bird, the birds, however, he did not cut in half. Then the birds of the prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and, and a dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated four hundred years. But I'll punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterwards they will come out with great possessions." You, however, will go to your fathers in peace and be buried, but at a good age. On the fourth generation of your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and darkness had appeared and passed between the the pieces, on that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, Your descendants I give this land from the river Egypt to the great river Euphrates, the land of the Kezites, Kenites, Kadamites, Hittites, Perizzites, Raphites, Amorites, Canaanites, Jagashites, and the Jebusites. Now Sari, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian maidservant named Hagar. What a lovely name. Hi, Hagar. How are you? So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. So, problem? Could there ever be a problem with this? No, people aren't ever jealous or anything like that. You know, so... Yeah. Was there a problem? Well, of course there's going to be a problem with this. Of course this is going to cause strife. You can't bring another person into a relationship and just think everything's going to be hunky-dory, okay? This is not the way people work. This is not the way the world works. This is just 
I don't care who it is, okay? Um, we watched this David Koresh movie or show the other day about David Koresh and you know, he thought he was the Lamb of God and then when things hit the fan, he turned into just a crazy person like he always is and always was and, and people started to see that and they were so deceived. They're so deceived. Um, so in this situation, the idea that Sari had was her idea, but they were trying to cheat. God said, listen, you are going to have kids. And sometimes we just get tired of waiting. And then that's where sin creeps in, out of not being patient. I, I want to take this, I want to get it done now. I want, I want success now. I want this now. And you start taking shortcuts, and that's when you get in trouble. Anyway. <clears throat> Abraham agreed to what Sari said. So after Abraham had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sari, his wife, took her Egyptian maidservant, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar, and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sari said to Abram, you, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> Wasn't even my idea, he says. I mean, he didn't say that. But I'm just like, could you imagine that conversation? It's like, have you ever, you know, I wish that in your dreams I could be a good guy, ever. <laughs> you know, like I'm not missing, or like you say... Yes, and you came in and you saved the day. But never, whenever you have a bad dream, it's always, you weren't there. And I'm like, I, I'm right here. <laughs> never's, never's good, okay? But here's what happened, okay? So here's what happened. The second, what happened was Hagar became pregnant. And then she started treating Sari like she was second class. Because yeah. she's like, I got a kid. You don't. What's up? You know, and then she gets upset. All right. So... <laughs> Sari said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my servant in your arms, and now that she knows that she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your servant is in your hands, Abraham said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sari mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that stood beside the road to shore. And he said, Hagar, beside um, Hagar, servant of Sarin, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sari, she answered. When the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her, the angel added, I will also increase your descendants. They will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now with child and you will have a son. You shall name him Ishmael. For the Lord has heard your misery. He will, be, he will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be great against everyone and everyone's hand against him. Um, sorry, his hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility towards all of his brothers. She gave this name. The Lord spoke to her. You are the, the God who sees me. She said, I have now seen the one who sees me. Amen. That is why the well was called Bir uh, Lahai Roy. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abraham gave him the name Ishmael to the son, so she had born. 
Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar born him Ishmael. Now, if when you think about it, that's not really that old, right? Because you look at a lot of people were having babies in their 90s and stuff like that. So really yes. not that old in, in comparison, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. anyway. So I don't know why he was freaking. See, sometimes we freak out over things. It's like God's going to provide. Just chill. But we got to keep doing what we're supposed to be doing. Okay, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. I will confirm my covenant between you and me and will greatly increase your numbers. Abraham fell face down and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make mm. nations uh, of you. And kings will come from you. Mm. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants. After you for the generations to come. To be your God and the God of your descendants after you. The whole land of Canaan where you are now an alien. I will give you as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. Amen. Then God said to Abraham, As for you, you must keep my covenant and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you, the covenant you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to go undergo circumcision and it will be the sign of the covenant between you, me and you. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, including those in your household or you brought, bought with money from a foreigner. Those who are not your offspring, whether born in your household or bought with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant is in your flesh will be an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God also said to Abraham, As for Sarah, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sari. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that you will be a, she will be the mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. So notice that how many years was that? From 86 to 99. Mm -hmm. So Ishmael was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. Okay? <clears throat> um, Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man 100 years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham said to God, If only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Then God said, Yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him and as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will surely bless him. I will make him fruitful and he will greatly increase in his numbers. He'll be the father of 12 rulers and I will make him into a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. When he had finished speaking with Abraham, God went up from him. On that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael and all those born in his household or bought with his money, every male in his household, and circumcised them, as God told him. 
Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised, and his son Ishmael was 13. Abraham and his son Ishmael were both circumcised on that same day. Every male in Abraham's household, including those born in his household, or bought from a foreigner, was circumcised with him. That must have been a bummer of a day for everybody. Yeah. Like, wait, I'm sorry, what? What are we doing? Wait, are you... Ishmael must be like, whoa! Graham, you know, take it easy, Dad. You know, I mean, that's got to be like, okay, guys, this is what God told me to do. Wait, what? Could you imagine all the manservants? Like, I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't... He told you that, not me. <laughs> you know, like, sorry, guys. If you want the blessing, we're going to have to do some... If you want the blessing, you got to do some cutting, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are we going to 18? And uh, no, okay. seventeen. But uh, it's cool here to learn with uh, Abraham and Sarai that that um, they didn't wait. They they saw just the limiting, uh, the human being limitations. And sometimes, and most of the times, we saw a situation and or we saw a promise from God just with our limiting, limiting eyes, our limiting beliefs, our limiting um, eyes. So, but God go, God, God has no limit. And then, and then they created the sun. I call in my book the son of hur hurry. I don't know in English how to say yeah, that. Yeah, the son of impatience. Yeah, the son, yeah. And not the son of the promise. They didn't mm. wait for the son of the promise and they, they created the son of hurry, of, of impatience. Oh no, I don't know. And many believe that the that Ishmael is the father of uh, the Muslims or the or the Arabs. And so that's kind of the... That's why they've always been at, at fighting with each other, you know. Yeah, and um, and Arabs are very blessed with. But uh, but we what do we can we can see here, even when we do something that God didn't told us to do, didn't tell us to do, and we created the 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 son of hurry, son of impatience. God has mercy on us. Amen. And God turns the, the bad in a good thing. God Amen. turns the, the coursing in blessing. And we can see here, because God made a promise to Abraham, uh, all families in the earth will be blessed through him. And he promised to Abraham, his descendant will be blessed. He extended the blessing to Ishmael. So Ishmael received the blessing that Isaac is the, the son of promise, but Ishmael received the blessing to be a great nation too. Amen. So God extended the blessing to Ishmael because the blessing uh, in the first place, uh, the blessing was for Abraham. And one more time, even that yesterday we read that, that uh, Abraham, he, he lied to the Egypt king and, and he created a situation and God 
went there and turned to a good and blessed him the same way here he cannot God cannot uh, deny himself so he made a promise he kept the promise and he blessed Ishmael as well but he said Ishmael his descendants will fight will always be pursue and fight with his brother yep so that's why many uh we believe that is is arab and and jewish people so they still fighting until now but the point here is that um if god gave you made a promise to you believe in this promise I know it's difficult to wait, and I leave it that. I was, like I told you guys, I was praying seven years for uh, to be family again. Um, and many sons of hurry came to my way, and I thought, oh, maybe it's a blessing from God. Maybe it's a blessing from God. And then I put before God, it was not a blessing, but... When God gave me the word, when completeness come, what is in part will disappear. And then I shared with Kent this word. We, we understood uh, the time is coming. So arrived the time to be complete. And then today we can see our ministry restored, our honor, our dignity, our ministry restored with our, with our, our marriage so wait is difficult is very difficult but wait don't create um, more problems son of hurry because you need to know one thing you need to change the diapers of the son of hurry <laughs> you need to uh, take care of the son of hurry you need to like you know it's it's, it's forever when you create something that is not the promise. You don't have to change my diapers. That's good. Good stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Luke chapter 6. No, well, what you said is, is absolutely true that, you know, you can either wait or not wait, and you're going to pay the penalty for not waiting. So, okay. one, one Sabbath, Jesus was going to the grain fields of... And his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Okay, now this is just, this is just people trying to find reasons to attack somebody, okay? So that's what's crazy about this. They just took some grain in their hands, they rubbed it together, and it had just the kernels, and they threw it in their mouth. And the Pharisees were saying, hey, you're working on a Sabbath, that's illegal, and they're going, You're, you need to go find other things to do in your life, okay? Um, Jesus answered them, Have you never read what David did when his and his companions were hungry? They entered the house of God. And taking the consecrated bread, he ate what was lawful only for priests to eat. And he, and he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Another, on another Sabbath, they went on the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. And the Pharisees uh, um, and, the teachers. and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. He's like, you're working. 
you can't work. That's your work. Can you imagine that? That you're going to fight with Jesus about healing somebody? Mm-hmm. How low are you? Okay. But Jesus knew what they were thinking. That has to suck for them. And he said to the man with a shriveled hand, get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood in front of everybody. Then Jesus said to him, I ask you which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to destroy it. He looked around at them and, they, and then said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so and his hand was completely restored. But they were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. On uh, one of the, those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him. He chose 12 of them, whom he designated apostles. Simon, whose name is Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who is called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas... Um, Iscariot who became a traitor he went down with them and stood on a level place a large crowd of his disciples was there and a great number of people from all over Judea um, and Jerusalem and, and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon who had come hear him and be healed in the diseases those troubled by evil spirits were cured and people all tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, and they, they, and they exclude you and insult you, and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day, and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their fathers treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for that is how their fathers treated the false prophets. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. One takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you, and anyone who takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, of what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting any to get anything back. When then your reward will be great, and you will sons of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and it will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Amen. Will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He also told him this parable. Can a blind man lead another blind man? Will they not both fall into the pit? 
A student is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like the, his teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye when pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you, you're, when you fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll be able to see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. The good man brings good things out of good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings up evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, the mouth speaks. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I will show you what it is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When the flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like the man who built a house on the ground without foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. So guys, the warning here of all of this is now that you've heard that, now put it into practice. Because if you don't, okay, if you don't make that effort, you will be like a man who builds their house with no foundation. Yes. God has given you the foundation. I would recommend going back and studying Luke chapter 6, but he's given you a foundation to build upon. Amen. A firm foundation, rooted in truth. This is how you will discover deception in your life. Amen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you for this time together. We ask that you would bless those that, that heard today. Encourage them to grow with you. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Inviting you to go to our online store, Royal Fisher. You can find many good stuffs, um, our mugs, merch, and to find it, you want you want to type in you into your computer. You put into search B or not? You just put in your Google B I T dot L Y forward slash shop Royal Fisher, and you can go to our website. Uh, that cup's on there. We have a couple other things that are on there. It's really cool. It's all stuff that I've worked on, designed, and it's just, there's some amazing stuff for women on there. Yes. Like the pants. Those are really yeah. cool. Very comfortable, weren't they? Yes. Very comfortable. There's yeah. stretchy pants. Um, we're going we're gonna to get stretchy pants for men, too, so I can have some. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> That'd be just frightening. That anyway. Is, yeah. <laughs> Why men don't wear yoga pants? A lot of good stuffs there. Um, so the idea of the, the Royal Fisher store is something that got put in our heart in July when we started to do these lives. And God uh, told us that it's not only a brand, but it, we are creating a new identity of king and queens, son and daughter of, of the, the king of kings. So that's the idea. We are creating a new identity of king, king and queens of kingdoms, God's kingdom. So go there, uh, check, 
check the, the store and see how great things and, and understand that you are living a new identity of son and daughters of the King of Kings. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. Bye-bye. God bless you all. Ciao, ciao, Brazil. <laughs>